Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Clap, clap. 
with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Clap, hey, clap. Mike. Hello, stinky, stinky guests. I'm, I'm glad to be once again back here for yet another week, <laughs> especially because it's the old switcheroo. Oh, yes. Uh, this is a special show, this de stinky guests. We have the old switcheroo here on Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl is the mastermind behind this thing. He does the theme song. He does the interview. You're going to hear a fantastic celebrity countdown. That's all Carl. Uh, he does the research for all the movies we watch, except today. It's the old switcheroo. <laughs> I have a movie. I researched this movie. Uh, you just heard my theme song. I just ripped off uh, Mickey by Tony Basil. I just had a double clap at the end there. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's my uh, – I could do the Celebrity Countdown. Uh, sure. I've got to interview you. Uh, we could get to that. Oh, God. Uh, no, that's – oh, we can't do that to the audience. And what an audience, Carl. Yeah. What an audience we have here on MutinyRadio.fm where we stream here every Sunday at Sunday at 2 p.m. Sunday, Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's 5 o'clock, uh, middle of New Jersey. You're not even like north and south. You're just like if you put a line across New Jersey. <coughs> Central. Central Jersey? <laughs> there is such a thing. You know, I, I told you my mom was in New York, and uh, someone said, oh, how's things in Jersey? And my mom said, fine, how's things in New York? <laughs> very good very good well we are expanding the globe i'm here uh on california and carl is over in new jersey yeah. Mm -hmm. oh yeah and uh muni radio is here in san francisco and what a great internet radio station it has a lot of great shows for the community here in san francisco and around the world check out muniradio.fm for its lineup yeah. uh for its live broadcasts you yeah. can also get the feed there. You can put it up on your system. Also, you can donate through Patreon or through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. We're really glad. And they also, this this podcast is, comes out later Sunday night as a podcast, drops as a podcast. That's what I just said. This show, this yeah, live yeah. streaming show, also drops live, meaning streaming first. Anyway, Carl, what is the movie today? Okay, today we will watch Real Men 1987. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine, Real Men. Men, 1987. The channel we like is RVVG. RVVG. By the way, RVVG, great channel. The other movie is The Boneyard. <laughs> that's, that's what inspired me. I saw. I was looking for nice guys. Found yeah. it. Found that RVVG also had The Boneyard. And you remember last week, uh, yes. that Psychotronic? Whoa, what a great review. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I made Carl watch that movie three times, and uh, we'll never mention it again. So <laughs> instead, go ahead. As Carl said, type in "Nice Guys" nineteen eighty seven into no, no. your real men, real men nineteen eighty seven. Nice guys. Listen, don't don't listen to these real men. You want a nice guy? Okay, real men. R E A L <laughs> men nineteen eighty seven. Uh, click it. Look, uh, find the link for search, put in your search engine. Yeah, RVVG. And then when you see it, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And I actually have a request. And, you know, I'm going to do this right now in real time, Carl. I should have mentioned this before the show. Uh -huh. Ads will pop up. What? So what we want to do is that we want to hit play 
Just push the timer all the way towards the end. Okay. And then let it get to the end. And instead of having it autoplay to some stupid video, uh, hit replay and then hit pause. All right. So I have, I found the link. I hit play. I see the UA. I'm pushing my timer. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Ooh, I, I can see the whole movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Ah, yikes. Is a lot of suits. What the hell? And I moved it up to like, I don't know. I'm at 123.57. Wow. And there's the credits. Wow. And the Miles Goodman theme. Okay, let's go ahead and there it is. I'm at the end. United Artists. Okay. Okay, pause. Uh-oh, next one's at three. I hit replay and then I hit pause. Okay. So you hit and replay and that way yeah. it's the ads. Okay. That's all right. Good. And then move it to left. Now you said, man, Mike, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of data uh, to do. Too much data, as negative yeah. line would say. So, Carl, we should give uh, one audience to take a break. Yeah. Five. Yeah, go have a smoke uh, and figure this out. Carl has a celebrity comedian uh, here in the United States or around the world on internet yeah. radio. <laughs> and they're going to do our countdown for you. So when they say go, press go. Right now, you, you did that... Uh, to the end and then hit replay and then hit pause and then move to the zero zero and now when you hear go hit the movie all right carl take it away okay ladies and gentlemen welcome back to celebrity comedian countdown this time with johnny watson welcome johnny Wait, that's me. Yeah. No, <laughs> now you've been out there doing stand up a long time. You've been you do you did stuff for Saturday Night Live. I met you at Scotty's, yes. and the, they refer to Scotty's, the management there, uh, as your house. My house. Right. So My this house. is a place to which initiate. What, in 2015 you started there when they yeah, started? Yeah. Tell, tell me a little that. bit about the backstory of you and Scotty. Well, I was down at uh, the club in. Um, Wildwood, New Jersey. It's not there anymore. And the Don Vito is the owner. It's just uh -huh. an amazing place. And unfortunately, you know, it's not there anymore. He doesn't run it anymore. But um, I was doing a show there, and Gene and L'Oreal happened to be in town, and they came to the show. Uh huh. And they saw me a couple times there, and they liked me, and we all hit it off. And uh, next thing you know, I was being booked up at the uh, the cove. Okay, so you're on Netflix right now, yes. and it's a John Lennon film, but it's not a pretty John Lennon film. It's the killing of, the John, killing Lennon. of John Lennon. Tell me, uh, you know, what do you? I mean, I'm a I, huge fan of that guy, and I'm not a fan of his death. No. So tell me about the film. <laughs> I play. Uh, it's, it's about. It's basically. You know, it's it's kind of like I don't want to use this word, but it's avant garde. You know, okay. It's a, little, it's a lot of a lot of dream sequences, a lot of fast cuts. Mm -hmm. This. But it's about you know the, the, you know Mark David Chapman mm -hmm. who uh, you know and and it's like his story yeah it's his story to uh, going that up. skunk gets celebrated uh, he sure I does doesn't he that. doesn't mm. he it's terrible there was that one with um, uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, there's been countless yeah. I should know that I'm a big Lindsay Lohan fan. Oh, really? You're the one. I am the one. It's not the '90s anymore. I you like know her. that. Right? I like her. I do. All right, now you've moved on with film. You've got some things cooking right now, okay? Yes. We're talking about a feature here, and it's called Fly Guys. Yes. Tell us about this one. Fly Guys is a, is a film that uh, myself and John McGurk, we wrote the film. Mm -hmm. And it's about two guys who work at Medieval Times who are okay. big, uh, they're a big fan of a pop band. Okay. And 
they want to go and they love them. Every, they're obsessed with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they realize by overhearing somebody that if they become flight attendants, they can fly for free anywhere to follow the band. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, and then they go, they go down to the uh, flight academy, you know, the flight attendant, and, and all the, the antics yeah, yeah. happen through that. Yeah. Fly guys. Fly guys. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Now, now, features aren't just what you're doing. You're also involved with the documentary currently. Is it filming? It's called Last in Class. Is no, that it's ongoing? Done. It's, it's done. in the can. It's in the can. Tell us about this documentary. This was a, a documentary, or is a documentary, where uh, the gentleman in charge of it, uh, Tom Parker, Tom Parker, he, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bill. Bill <laughs> Parker. And uh, I will edit. What's his name? Bill Parker. Okay. He, um, he, was out to find people who graduated last in their high school class. Uh-huh, and that's you? That was me. I oh was my dead goodness. last. I was dead last in my class. I was, uh, yes, I was that guy. The guy. This and is the only time it's a point of pride. You get your own well, documentary. You know, you know, sometimes, listen, anybody who said I was going to turn out to be a loser, they're wrong. <laughs> well, they're right, but they're wrong. Depends on how you look at That's it. That's right, how you look at it. Yeah, from my was, comedy was, seat, you're a bit of a winner. Right, when, when they, it was the old joke, I, was, I'm, I made the top half of the class possible. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Somebody ranked above. That's yeah. right. So, um, so, yeah, so it's about that, that, that they follow around people who graduated last in their high school class. And because I was a comic, I became a little bit more interesting than the other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just basically almost became about me. Uh huh. So yeah. So that's uh, that's that's out. That's done and out somewhere. You can find it somewhere, I'm sure, but uh, I don't know exactly. Well, we'll look it up on uh, Google, and that is last in class. I also wanted to ask you about the troubles you're having with cancer. Yes. What what I admire about you is. You you don't uh, shun from it. You embrace it and bring it to the stage. Yeah, well, I mean, I really don't have any choice. I mean, I don't think you have a choice. You cannot talk about no, it. No, but I don't think you have a choice. I don't you have, have a choice. to talk I about it. I have to it. talk about mm-hmm. it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, is it a coping mechanism or is it just you have to talk about it because that's what's going on in your life? That's what's going on in my life. I don't think it's a coping mechanism. Uh-huh. I, you know, it's funny because it's yet to fully hit me that I have cancer. It, really? Yes. It's, Holy. I, I look... When I hear and I go to my, my doctors and I hear everything and hear this is going on with this, it's almost like I'm watching it from, like, from your, like, if it was I you. I understand. It's so, You're it's removed. So, I'm so removed from it. Yeah. That it, when I take it to stage and, I, you know, I make it, I mean, it's personal to me, but it doesn't, I don't feel bad or sad mm-hmm. or whatever. I feel like this is material. This is about me. Yeah. Uh, people should know about it. I'm not afraid of it. And... Who knows? You know, as long as it, as long as people like it, you know. Right. I really. That's as long as it's funny. I mean, as long you know, it's for me. It's funny. I like. Yeah. To be funny. So. Now I've I've seen you been be funny at Scotty's many many times. I just saw you. It was like February 11th and 12th, I think yes. it was, uh, and you killed. And that material killed. Yeah. So that really speaks to it, yeah. you know. Tell me, Johnny, how can people find you out there oh. on social media, on yes. the internet? Yes, I am pretty much all over. If you go to therealjohnnywatson.com, that is my website. Uh, Good Comic is my Instagram. Also, I have another Instagram account, Johnny Watson Comedian mm-hmm. is my uh, other Instagram. Fan Instagram. Yeah, well, who knows? I'm so <laughs> terrible with this stuff. I just merge them all together. Uh, Twitter, good comic at Twitter, and Facebook, uh, 
good comic at Facebook, and I have a fan page, but you'll have to look that up. Okay, well, we'll go to therealjohnnywatson.com, and we're going to catch yes. all of that Please stuff. Please do. Now, That's true. You can just link everything. From there, just from get a there, button, you click. right I'm an idiot. Perfect. I'm an Perfect. idiot. Well, this is true, but no, you're very smart to do it that way. Okay, Johnny, now everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same second we do here in the studio. They're going to press play when we press play. So why don't you go ahead, Johnny Watson, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here it is. Everybody get your fingers ready. Three, two, one, blast off. All right, United Artists, before it merged, I guess. It was on, well, you know what? It was like bankrupt at that point. 87. I, I, this movie came out and then disappeared. I never knew it came out in the theater. Oh, okay. This is like the most quintessential cable movie I've ever seen. Like if you were lucky to have cable in the 80s, <laughs> your parents had allowed you to have cable, you would yeah, watch this every day. Two stars in it. Of their day, you know, relatively not yeah, exactly well, uh, a list, and um, well, yeah. I don't know, John John Ritter, who's going to be, they're going to do some Mark Twain shit, The Prince and the Palmer. This there he is, but that's not him. He's Pillbox. He's a FBI, right? And, well, and see, you got they look alike. Yeah, but come on, like that's the entire movie in itself, and they <laughs> just throw it away in the first five minutes. This is the weirdest thing I've seen. So in the opening credits. We have a guy who looks like some other character that looks like him. And he's a secret agent and he's walking around Twin Peaks style wearing yeah. a suit and then sitting in the woods. It's Washington, D.C. <clears throat> oh, I got bloodlessly shot. Uh oh, there's Leslie Nielsen look alike. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we needed pillbox. Don't worry about it. Our computer found a pillbox look alike. Exactly. It happens to be a milk toast suburban love in the valley. And why don't you get that Jim Belushi guy? Forget it. He's out. He's out of He's control. out of control. He's... Which wait, who do you want? Jim Belushi or James Belushi? I know there's three Belushi brothers. There's John, Jim, and James. Which one do you want? It's James. Yeah. Jim so Belushi he's like he is the only brother, right? Yeah, he's the only brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would notice a lot of the SNL people had their uh, siblings. They worked together creatively. There was Peter Ackroyd, who passed away re uh, recently. There's Brian Doyle Murray. Okay, so this is down. This has to be downtown Los Angeles, I hope, like the interior market. I thought it was like Chicago or something. This mm -hmm. music is great. Do you do do like almost Klezmer. There he is, and he's hamming it up. He's like, hey, it's your sandwich for you. You could hear it in the opening credits. Well, let's hear the music. This is okay. by Miles Goodman. Okay. So you can hear Belushi in the background. I've seen that actor before. <laughs> but that, I think that's an actual butcher. <laughs> okay, well, this guy, here he is, like, scary-looking guy. See, wow, it's haunting. It's like Klesmer, like, it's got violins and fiddles and the whole <laughs> McGillicuddy. Uh, so I, I dig this music. And there's actually a YouTube uh, clip, five minutes, of, of the entire track. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Wow, that was some spy shit right there. They burnt a communique. Yeah, right. Okay, so they're going to do the drop. Oh, wait, where are you, Carl? Uh, producer Martin Ber Bergman just went away. He gets yanked into the truck. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are way ahead of me. Oh, excuse me. I am pausing. I am pressing play. Okay, I'm at 26. Uh, I'm at 320. I'm at 330 right now. Okay. He just, Belushi just grabbed him in the world's largest interior truck. <laughs> He's like, hey, buddy, I saw you doing some spy stuff when I was doing some spy stuff. Hey, you're a super spy guy. You're J John Belushi. I mean, J James. Jim, 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 Jim. I love you, Salvador. No, no disrespect. Jim. Do you have? A, can I get a light? Do you have any weed? <laughs> now you know. I have to say, James Belushi gets no respect. I love him a lot. Look at this. He's the coolest spy. He's, but it's so stupid what he does. Oh, I just shoved something in your mouth, and I'm holding it over. Oh, gold. Oh, gold. Don't you wish you had the antidote. Come on, Carl. If I did that to you, you'd be fucking kicking me in the groin. There's no way I could shove some whatever in your mouth and do it. We well, willingly swallow it. We've seen this movie before, and we've seen this scene before. And yeah. earlier when he was like, you can't get that guy. He's out of control. We saw that before. This whole movie is a movie you already saw. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, every... every, every uh i've kind of seen before for sure yeah, it's a b movie and jim belushi himself is <clears throat> doing bill murray yeah but you know he was like red heat i guess was his next film uh -huh. the only research i have carl for mr uh james belushi uh -huh. is that i read the synopsis of every episode of according to jim which uh aired on 2001 to 2008 okay. where he was like a schlubby guy and in the description with a hot wife cheryl and uh he has three kids and he has a crazy brother-in-law named Andy who I guess has more predominance as the seasons goes on because he shows up in the, uh, more and more like, you know, they'll have a photo and then a description uh -huh. and there'll be Andy eating like, Hey, what's going on guys? You know, like every scene, look at that. All right. So his car blew up. Are we on there? Well, we start over ran up the stairs for me. Yeah. So this is downtown Los Angeles. Okay. Now, he by the way, his car, now let's just put this in perspective. His car blew up, right, in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep going. Nothing. Nobody blinked an eye. Right. He walked away from it. No cops came and said, "Hold it there." Wait, yeah. There's no like helicopters flying around because a car blew up. Really blew up. Do 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 do. This kind of reminds me of Super Cops, the way he kind of breaks out the window, like from uh, Gordon Parks. But it's, it is very cartoony. This is definitely like a Bugs Bunny world. It's an 80s like children's film with a lot of gunplay. <laughs> so look at this. He found the weird map inside the clock. It is kind of Lynchian. We had the Twin Pinks. So the only uh, information I got are the name of uh, Jim Belushi's strain, a weed that he sells in Oregon. Ah, that's important research for the film. Whoa! Yeah. I forgot that. Look what he did. Oh, I know. He's like Spider-Man. So that actually is impressive. I said you've seen this whole movie before, but I don't know. That surprised me, right? Well, because it's two things. It's like one, it's in the trailer. So it's like, what the hell is going on? It's like taking out of context for this film. How offers you this? Dude, he actually did it. Yeah. He actually, I mean, there's no like stunt Belushi in there. No, no. He pushed his weight. He yeah. Just did his, yeah. And his, uh, his gravity, according, him. 
He moved according to Jim. <laughs> okay. There's the gravity. Now there's so much gunplay here. Ray's tying his shoes while they're shooting, and they're, that that uh that city is in the valley. Uh huh. And the truck, Pasioma. Uh, I looked it up. Well, my years of living in Los Angeles uh, agrees with you. Yeah. So we know we so we went to I guess the rural parts of Washington D.C. I guess in Virginia. Now we're in uh, Los Angeles. By the way, this is outrageous. So we've both seen this, and I think we're off a couple seconds, but it's all right. Uh, they're going to bust into a room, and he's going to be in bed with this girl. There we go. He's actually fucking her. Yeah. And then he shoots her, and she's like, all right. And there it is. There's your tits for this movie. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah, it's like, check. One thing I like about this film is that he is kinky as hell in this movie. Uh-huh. Jim Belushi's character. <clears throat> Like he 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 goes places, so you know, he's in a chase. He breaks into a room. He has, I guess, consensual sex. He was enjoying it. Then he <laughs> shoots a gun. Then she really likes it. Oh look, he took it. This is so. Da- look, don't you think it's his Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. And he throws it, and this has to be downtown in Los Angeles, though. He's the spy. Yeah, he'll Hide never get away. Whatever the CIA is doing. You will never get away with it. We will. We are Hydra. Hydra <laughs> is plentiful. So there's Blues I Brothers. I Hydra aided. I, <laughs> I dehydrated. Brainwashed. I am dehydra- dehydrated. We got to brainwash them again. Rehydrate them. <laughs> so um, look, there's the headshot of the perfect slug. So this computer AI found the perfect guy. It's a headshot of John Ritter from 1987. Right, right. It probably is his real headshot. Well, they, the, IR, the IRS, the CIA slash IRS took a photo of John Ritter or Milk Toast Danny Thompson or whatever his name <laughs> is. It's not Millard Connard, for, that's for sure. Millard Connard. Connard, it's all a ruse. Now, these suits would make Regis film and blush, don't you think? Like, he's got the three-piece, but these are all, like, look at the, there's, like, one kind of color tone going on. Yeah, it's uh, 80s uh, style, uh, solid colors, and, but but not traditional colors. Yeah. You know, so this is a, this came out and then didn't do well at all. It, it aired in, it, it, it was released in two cities. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So it was basically a video release. And it was a huge HBO rerun. And I, there's a YouTube clip of the Cinemax airing it at 10.30, like at Friday at 10 a.m., at 8.30 a.m. And, this, you know, pew, pew. It's so, you know, it's a popular kids movie. So, oh, so we missed the area. I just saw The Milkman. That guy's going to get punched at the end of the film. It's very, that's it. There he is. So now it's Blue Velvet. God, this guy is trying. The director, right? You, you saw Elaine directing one movie. It's called Real Men. <laughs> from 1987. Not to be confused with Burt Lancaster uh-huh. and uh, yeah. uh, Kirk Douglas in Tough Guys from 1987. Not, the Not Tough Guys. Not right. the Whoopi Boys, which Don't I thought this. I was hoping to. Listen, I wanted to see the Whoopi Boys. With, <laughs> and which was a, a straight to video movie that, that was really funny. Well, great title. There he is, putting his ducks in his row. Duck. He does not give a duck. 
He does not give a duck. I think when they shoot the ducks, he has no more ducks to give. Yeah, he's not exactly quacking up. He is the high duck traded. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in in the credits, his wife is listed as mom last name. Her first name is mom in this movie. Barbara Berry. Okay. So it's a descriptive title. Well, so he came home and uh, Bobby or Billy's bike got stolen. Yep. The bullies next door took it. Yeah, and this is actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can get the audio. This is my favorite line. There's a lot of great lines in this movie. I mean, this movie you can watch over and over again because this John Ritter is great, and uh, John Ritter and Javalusi are great. Okay, here we go. I don't think we right. can see. No. I don't know. I don't know if you're synced up, but let me see if I can get it. That bike. I'm at 222. That's Oak Spike. There you go. That's my favorite line. Oh, yes, that's Oak's bike. It looks kind of small for Oak. He goes, yeah, well, Oak likes a small bike. <laughs> that's a great line. That's a great line. Oak likes a small bike? Come on, man. <laughs> it doesn't make a lick of sense, but in context, you know, it's... <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's Susian. It's fucking Dr. Susian, all right? What are you gonna do about it? I'm a bully from an '80s movie. Oh, I accidentally jawed you. How that was uh, my. I'm so sorry. Ooh. Take, oh. take a nap, pal. Now, for my research, Carl, I watched in its entirety on Tubi. Uh, John Ritter, Behind Closed Doors, produced by Reels USA, with Natalie Morales hosting, and they interviewed Henry Winkler. Oh, he was such a dear friend of mine. Who, by the way, they Henry Winkler and Jack Ripper met at the 25th anniversary of ABC television meeting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They were like the number one and number two icons of ABC with Happy Days and Three's Company. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Three's Company was what kind of made them. It was all slapstick, yes, but it was like a lot of titillation. And the the do, you know the documentary, the TV special, talked to Joyce DeWitt and Suzanne Summers. And you know Suzanne Summers wasn't getting paid as much as John Ritter, but people were watching her. Mm-hmm. you know as as genius as he was in, in that show and they also had larry dallas did i ever tell you my impersonation of uh larry trying to mug uh jack tripper on three's company <laughs> like to hear it all right <laughs> jack three stewardess are in the alleyway by the legal beagle right outside the alleyway 3 a.m we should go Regal Beagle. Remember the Regal Beagle? Yes. That was their hangout. Right. And he would always say there was like stewardess or Swedes or uh, right. three of them. There. Whoever rolled into town, that was like the local watering hole, the inn. I went to a bar called the Regal Beagle. Cool. That's cool. I guess. It was because of the show. I guess it wasn't cool necessarily. Well, you know, he died on September 11th, 2003. September 11th. Oh, yeah. tragic events. Right. Well, he uh, he, he, he had a, a heart, like an aneurysm, like, mm-hmm. uh, and it was mistreated. It was considered a heart attack. They treated it as a heart attack. He collapsed. He didn't feel well. He collapsed on stage. 
Right. It was a hospital across the street at St. Joseph's from the stage. And they went across and they said it was a heart attack. And it winds up it was the wrong uh, uh, diagnosis. And, right. he had a, and he died on the operating table. Okay. And he had, he had a, a brother, I'm sure his brother's still alive, who uh, later went and got checked up and discovered he had the same exact problem that John Ritter had. And he was able to have a, a surgery for it. Right. Okay. So, so I just... Yeah. Luck. Uh, yeah, and he's, he was 54, and he had four kids. So it was, uh, it's sad. Uh, so anyway, speaking of sad, this, they just introduced each other, and the look at them, like Bob Hope and Bing Cosby. Uh, <laughs> basically, he's saying, like, hey, I'm from the CIA, Bob. <laughs> he has his grace, like, draw, Bob. You're going to be an agent. Bob, you're going to be a CIA agent, Bob. Hey, I want you to learn how to pretend you're Bill Murray. You think that's the case? I think he's full-on James Belushi in this. Taking care of business, James Belushi. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay. Right? Hey, Schwarzenegger, what you got? Are you someone Russian? Why are you always Russian? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know what it is? It reminds me of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where it's Arthur Dan gets badgered by Ford Prefix the entire movie, you know, the entire series. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, all you got to do is take a gun. What, a gun, Ford? You know, it's kind of like, I, I give respect to this director. He did, uh, he, well, he wrote, he's kind of known for species, species, species one. I only know the German scat parody of feces. But no, he, wait, uh, wait. the director of uh, the last film did Species, so. Well, he wrote, this guy wrote it. Oh, oh okay, okay. The director. He, he also Gold wrote Golden Child, which is kind of like a fantasy. Like, you know, it's a kind of a kid's adventure, ultimately. Uh -huh. Like, this guy gets pushed around by this, this magical genie shows up and says, hey, you got to save the world from destruction and talk to aliens. We've all been so, so look, he's, he's building himself on like a nail gun. Right, say, hey, look, there's an assassin in your tree. You know, you would figure it'd be somewhere else. And he's looking through the garage, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, well, the banter is good. I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't know why you don't like that. You don't um, think they're funny together? No, I think that Jim Belushi is unbelievable. And like the things he says, I just don't like he, he's. I don't know how to explain it. He's like such a smart ass and he, he's so smug. Like he's the smartest guy in the room and he wants you to know that, which means he's the most insecure guy in the room. Hey, that's a great idea. You're already helping us. Everybody knows that's yeah. bullshit spin. Even but he doesn't believe it. Oh, but you, so you've seen this movie, you know, that there's a, there's a real effort in this film to make the characters change. So they switch roles a la 21 Jump Street, where, you know, Jim Belushi yeah. becomes the sensitive, uh, retreatful guy, and, and John John Ritter unwillingly. Uh, like, yeah. I, I think they're both assholes in their own right, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I th think, like, you know, John Ritter thinks he's invincible and, like, you know, can get away with all this stuff. And Jim Belushi thinks he's invincible and then walks in a room carrying himself off like that. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you'll never hit me. There's right. so much running from gunfire in this movie. You know, in bad movie night, when we would watch like a James Bond film, I would always yell miss every time someone shoots and misses. <laughs> so it would be like miss, 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 
Yeah, you should probably shout it all night. And I could do that for this film, you know, because none of the bad guys' bullets hits them. Look, but <laughs> on the other hand, look what. He, but on the other hand, look what he's building. He's just got a wire hanger here. This is the last episode of Home Improvement where Tim snaps. Tim Allen <laughs> builds himself a nail gun. Yeah. She oh, said wow. his family. Fuck this neighbor. His neighbor was found nailed dead at age 54. Miss, miss, miss. Miss. Hit. Miss. No, there's none. Miss, miss, oh, yeah, hit. Yeah. Miss. Oh, you're a little bit ahead of me. Oh, hit the ducks. I'm a little ahead Yeah. Damn it. Tell me when they blow up the house. Okay. The first time. Uh, it hit the bottom. No, now it explodes wait, again. Wait. He's waving his hand. I'm at, I'm at 220. All right. I'm at 2022. 23. Uh, okay. Tell me uh, when you get to 27. Okay. It's like, uh, I, I'm already at 2032. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm still two seconds. <laughs> All right. You keep the time. You're you're the audience's time. Okay. I'm pretending that I don't understand what's happening. Not, none of the neighbors, the manipulate. cops have not been called. No, with all those uh, snipers and <laughs> the house front window blowing out and fiery. Right. I was thinking about like in the nowadays they wouldn't have gunplay because it definitely would not have gunplay, and uh, instead it would be CGI like tigers or like you know people punching each other and throwing them against the like you throw them against the wall the wall breaks oh you know jumping out of the way with the flip uh, oh shit I gotta get out I'm gonna jump off this building <laughs> you know like or parkour parkour oh, I'm okay because I hit an awning on the way down buffered me right i fell into garbage oh right we're moving yeah, 100 I'm miles weird. per hour <laughs> so so this gunplay is like of its time like i think they had a budget where they you know they can market this movie we did see boobies uh -huh. we did see gunplay uh and john ritter you know he's pretty great okay time to beat up the two time guy i'm sorry i'm kind of far from you uh Tell me your time again. I'm at 22.01. Okay, so I will pause. No, don't pause. You're the, you're the time. I have to catch up with you. Okay. Well, I'm at 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever. Okay, I'm a second behind. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm a second behind. So I do budget. Well, so John Ritter, you know, it was eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter, which season two was eight simple rules. Right. And he actually carried on after he passed away. Uh-huh. They did an episode where the, one of the, his character died. The dad died, and it was uh, Casey Seagal and uh, the woman from the flight attendant from, uh, you know, who I from Harlequin, uh, who I don't know. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. I don't know her name. I just know uh, her from the HBO stuff. All right, so here we go. This is the the Big Milkman theory. Yeah, we you're we saw him feeding on you. Yeah, notice there's like fresh milk. Mm -hmm. All the other dairy is uh, just spoiled milk because the milkman's coming and pounding your wife and bringing milk, and she doesn't drink it because she just, you know, wants to get fucked by the mil milkman. 
1987, there were still milkmen in the valley. So they must have, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We never had a milkman, did you? I think in Fairland they must have been. No, I don't think so. And we never had, like, a Charlie Chips guy. Who's Charlie Chips? Was like an ice cream truck guy? No, it was like a delivery every week of a tin, like a metal tin, and it would be filled with, like, pretzels or, you know, whatever you ordered, potato chips. Wow. And when I lived down in Heightstown, I think it was Allentown, New Jersey, not Pennsylvania, in which uh, the guy used to get it delivered every week, or the family did. Um, and I think Jim Godish did it, too. Well... It was a thing for a time. Uh, oh yeah, I, maybe. Well, I remember S and H stamps. We would go to get the center, but yeah, for delivery. Uh, I mean, we would get the catalog a lot, but and remember the like book stamps, and yeah, you would you would look in the catalog, and right? Make and goals. But then there was Camel Cash, where it was basically the same thing, except you would get like Camel Cash, and you would use it to buy like. Uh, Joe Camel surfboards or what have you. Right. Playing cards. All right. Well, uh, I know I'm a couple of seconds behind, but there is a, have they got to the plot yet? Has Lucy told him the plot yet? No. No. He's running away now. All he's saying is like, we've got to get to this spot at a specific time. And you're right. He has one week. So that's her adventure. It kind of, I don't know, it just seems like a self-indulgent boy fantasy. Uh-huh. You know, a leprechaun's going to show up and we're going to go on a magical adventure with uh, unicorns and aliens. I don't know. <laughs> he knocks him in the head. It's also the pound in the head theory. But again, it's just the logic. It's the Bucks Bunny world is, we're in. Yeah, just you're knocked out. You don't it's like you go to a person, you give them the Vulcan neck pinch. You give them the, you know, you turn their yeah. button. Like, no harm, no foul. See, like that. You, if that really happened, it really is a serious na- knock on the noggin. You know what I mean? Well, In no, look at him. He's, uh, now not, he's coming, too. It was because you come to like a bright light. All oh, right. So now we're finally out of Los Angeles. I think the budget they did drive across America. There's, there's a couple interesting shots. This one's kind of cool. Uh-huh. Where like he goes to a phone booth and it says Las Vegas on the side of the building. It looks like you know whatever they're in the same house. And this is another '80s thing. It's so funny. It's like there's these abandoned houses. Like it's a war zone. Right, right. That's see that a little bit in uh, New Orleans where the hurricane was. You see that a little bit in uh, Chicago, like in Watts, just abandoned blocks. Yeah, like here. So that little charming sign says Las Vegas. Oh, he's yeah. calling the house, and they're like, "All that bullet stuff is immediately repaced." You know. Oh so yeah. They're saying that he was in uh, the, the mental house. Yeah, he's in the loony bin. But I mean, notice like they they completely bullet ridden the house, and now like next scene, yeah, we got some carpenters. They fixed it. But isn't the government paying for it? I thought it was. Well, they did a good job. They must have hired the best. <laughs> Because it looks like an entire new set. Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Belushi. No, no, Jim, Dr. Jim Belushi. And uh, Mr. John Ritter, I don't know. He's gone from three's company to three's a crowd, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> don't, don't call the hospital again. 
all right, so now it's serious. But, I mean, John Ritter is great. He made a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Some kind of hero, I guess. Bad Santa. Bad Santa, you know, so he was in Hearts of Fire, which was a TV show with Billy Bob Thornton, and according to the documentary, Billy Bob and John Ritter were good friends. And he, so he, Billy Bob had John Ritter in mind for Sling Blade, a movie I'll never watch. And why not? I, I, you know, it was okay. only 24 hours in a day. Okay. So the, they showed a lot of clips. You know, he plays like a sexually repressed gay guy and uh, with a weird haircut that kind of, I guess, gets slaughtered by Billy Bob. But he got Golden Globe nominations at Glore. This yeah. is my favorite scene, by the way, where he's like, okay, whatever. Right? It's such a white guy rage movie or wish fulfillment fantasy. They get away with everything and it's like, you don't listen to me? Fair enough. I went for gasoline over the car. It would smell so bad, Carl. Yeah. And like, he's so smug about it. Okay. You want to stay in there? Okay. Like, I'm smarter than you. I know what's going to happen. We can't have a movie without him doing this. You know, there's no scene without him pouring gasoline all over the car in the, you know, the deserted Las Vegas suburb. It's the worst car wash. This time time it would make sense why no cops would come. If it's an abandoned, like, place. Look at the water silo. I mean, it's obviously a movie lot, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. Or no, I'm sure not. There we go. Problem averted. He came out. Now we're going to get to the storyline. And uh, it's time with the orange with the pen. It's a baseball. Oh, yeah. Hammer. Baseball. Yeah. So he, uh, again, this reminds me a lot like Hitchhiker's guy. He's saying, look, there's aliens. He's like, I don't believe you. You know, we're all from Earth. He's like, no, they gave me a present. And it's kind of like bedazzle where it's like, it's the delivery is like something underwhelming, uh-huh. you know, prove it. And just gives it. So, uh, it'll, it'll come up. So that I think is good, but basically the uh, CIA needs to meet with the aliens in a week. And the person who needs to meet with them has to look like pillbox. Remember pillbox yeah. for the first few minutes? Yeah. Of the movie? He died. He died. See, there's proof of aliens. This, this, just, there it is. Take a look. Do you see that on TV? It says, uh, you know, from your friends far away to Nick. Near Nick Greek name. fucking bullshit. But that's the joke. I thought it was kind of funny. It reminds me of the Hitchhiker's guy. It's like a yeah. bedazzled. It's like yeah. underplayed. But then it goes like, I don't know, into like munchy territory. <laughs> munchy it, territory. It, it, it takes facts. This movie's like drag dragnet theme song. You know what I mean? Dumb, the dumb, dumb. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> the dumbest thing i've seen it's a funny movie they're funny this director's oh, great. great it's great except for this part okay so i'm gonna nail a pen into a fucking i at this point i'm like what the fuck's going on he had an empty beer can in his back no soda can cola cola there you go you see there's no way i could bang a fucking nail a pen i'm such a wimp i don't have the bluesy and yeah he says i saw that in an ad yeah, I saw that in the commercial. Right. What commercial, Carl? Commercial. It is? 
yeah, they like the pen's indestructible and they would hammer it through. I don't know. It was in the eighties. Uh, I don't remember it very well. Well, it's uh, like the middle of the night kind of TV show. All right. Well, you know what? Like, yep. 1999 order. Now operators are standing by. Get a pen do what a pen could slice through a tomato. What? Look at that. Balls in the air. This is probably like, listen, I want my money back. This is not a movie. Oh, never mind. Whoa. Look at this. Whoa. Well, uh, look at Earth technology all the way down. Really? I can't believe I had that. Dish. I stuck that pen up my ass to think. Look, none of that is alien technology. It's all planet Earth technology. Well, no, it's spaceship stuff. Spinning around and disappearing is alien technology. Yes, but I mean, look how it has like a. We satellite dish. I mean, that's so Earth. But okay. well, whatever. Okay, this isn't Dune. You know, <laughs> that's the only special effect we're gonna see. Spice. spice. Yeah. You're like boo spice. <laughs> Man, I I went to Dune, the new one, with high uh -huh. hopes. High hopes. I really thought I was gonna see an all tricked out computer graphic Dune. Like we, you know, the old film. No, it all takes place on Arrakis, the dead, the desert planet. All of it, the whole movie. You don't get the sense of this galaxy. Yeah, well, I, there's some other areas. You know, I haven't read the book or seen the first movie, but I have seen the the latest Dune. It's uh, it's it's cool. I like it. I like the those worms. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we go. So this house in the background that's boarded up now doubles as like i don't know everything this is like uh the end of the glorious bastard so it's going to be this is our hangout hideout right the old west pew pew no miss 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 kapow hit <laughs> i know ah miss 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 hey cover me miss 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 Good thing he was ducking underneath and they were shooting above him. <laughs> right. You see how it goes right through the plaster and such? Oh. Yeah. Now look at that car. Now, didn't his trunk blow up beforehand? We want, well, I mean, this. I think that the gasoline was all over it and that made it explode just now. Am I right? Yeah. Well, it exploded. The, the trunk exploded first and then it, the whole car exploded, including the trunk again. Makes sense. <laughs> they must have had an extra car to scrap or like split uh, it up. Now, of uh, Carl, we've both seen this movie. This I can't understand a fucking word the negotiator is saying. <laughs> you know, and she's great. I think she's great. Is she a Star Trek woman? There's a Star Trek woman. I don't a Star Trek connection. So. I didn't do I the know. research. Okay, so she only shows up for this scene. She's like Bruce Willis in the first five minutes of this of the movies on cable. <laughs> TV. Mumble, 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 mumble. <laughs> Incoherent mumbling, Jim Belushi. Incoherent mumbling. I think she does fine in this movie, and I think she probably doesn't enunciate fine, but I can't understand the word. <laughs> she looks like she's smelling something bad. Like something <laughs> stinks. Right. I feel uncomfortable with Jim Belushi in the room. 
you ever seen Hooperman where he was a San Francisco John Ritter was like a San Francisco uh, PD? Yeah. No. John Hooperman, SFPD. Is that what Jim Belushi role? No, he was like it was two seasons. It was a single camera sitcom from like 1990. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of it was Stephen Bosco and I don't know. You know, uh, he did Eight Simple Rules, which was huge, and he, he unfortunately passed away when he was shooting in the part. But he was Clifford, the big red dog on PBS. Gotcha. He was the voice. Mm-hmm. You know how like Martin Short is like the voice of Doctor Seuss. Yeah, like I remember Clifford would uh, he go. <laughs> he would uh, like someone would come in. They he would be like zoinks, zoinks or well, something. Yeah, well, his his owner would, would come in and his human would say like, "Who stepped on the house?" <laughs> and uh, Clifford would say, "Ruh roh, ruh roh." Yeah, he was a bad dog. Bad dog. Well, you know. There's, what we could do is negotiate. So they're in an abandoned building. Look, he gives this junk. I love it. Do you don't think this is like the Road 2 movies, like Bob Hope? Look, I'll see you later, old timer. pressure outside with guns a-blazing. This lady walks in, and suddenly the tension is completely broken. It, well, it, it, it's bad. This so they're going to go in and uh, negotiate in the other room of an abandoned house that was boarded up that they just shot. Uh-huh. Like, what kind of neighborhood do they live in? Or at? Do you have an abandoned house next to you where you know you can shoot up and then fuck? No. Like, this is like a teenager's paradise. <laughs> I would go here and party. But yeah, man, you can shoot guns and fuck. But there'd be no like running water, and there would be no electricity. Speaking, of, did you bring any bottled water? No. Is this your sandwich? We gotta get out of here. There's like no squ- no one squatting in this house. There's that, no that, refrigeration. There's no uh, no refrigeration. Well, actually, they don't need heat, right? It's L.A. No, this is not L.A. They're they're going on a road trip to Washington D.C. There, I think they're in Las yeah. Vegas. They're still oh, in Las Vegas. Yes, yes, yes. I should have I should have right known that. Does it, he goes? You smoke? Only after sex, Bob. <laughs> well, how much do you smoke? I smoke a pack a day, Bob. Ha 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 ha! It's just well, you, you, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. You would figure that in. There's a tag. There's more. So <laughs> you should quit. I'll kill you. Now nah, it just makes me really sore. Right, right, right. Because he's yeah. fucking twenty times a day. It's just not believable. But don't you think it's funny though? Like good dialogue and it's just kind of amusing. Pow pow. She miss 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 miss. No, because it's so braggy. I just don't like his character, you know? He's like, you know, smug, smug, swarmy. Wasn't there? Yeah. There's a, you know the guy who wrote Clockers, I guess, Richard Price or whatever? I, he, he had a book, I don't even, I can't even think of the author. Is that but his, the Spike Lee joint? That was, yeah. I think that was one of, uh, I think he did another, directed another novel. John okay. Wick shooting with his finger. Right, right. It's not believable that he would think that it was working. Well, he goes, pow to a guy in suburbia, albeit like a shootout. And the guy goes, ah, and he backs into a tree that just so happens to have a limb sticking out like that. Yeah. And without seeing it, it fatally, uh, bloodlessly goes into his back. 
you know, it's a cartoon, you, I guess. Mike, if you went bang to someone and they killed over and died, would you say to yourself, my goodness, I have the power. If I saw an alien uh, pen take a baseball up the sky and it happens the first time and I'm John Ritter, of course I'll be like, pow, 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 pow. John Ritter, they're all selling it. This movie's great because they sell it. Okay. It's really stupid. Well, all right, not great, but it's, it's <laughs> dumb, but they sell it. Also, okay. this phone booth is like bulletproof in some places and not. I need the 50 cents, Bob. So he walks in there. Miss, 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 miss. Cover me, Bob. Miss, 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 miss. All right, here we go. This looks like a, a stuntman's father. You know, my son is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I did stunts for movies in the 80s. Ah, here's your 50 cents. Oh, there's my 50 cents, Bob. Well, Smug is all right, but oh, so this novel he wrote was about a guy who, like, I think he was just wanted to be a comedian or an actor, and he just he's in his 40s, and he has another job as a bartender, and he's not going to make it. And then there's another story of this guy who says, like, he gets held up, and he goes, not tonight. And the guy just shoots him. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it's this smug kind of, like, cavalier, like, kind of privilege. Like, you just say something catty, you get away. It's the reality. There's someone with a gun. Yeah. I wish I could remember it. Oh, well. This is not a book podcast. I'm not accountable for bringing up books. No, no, you're not. A, it's not a book podcast, and therefore you're not expected to be an expert. I know that uh, John Ritter's father was Tex Ritter, the cowboy singer and movie star, and his mm -hmm. mom was actress Doris, uh, Doris Fay. I saw that on Reels. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so one thing I got to say is that a lot of his friends spoke up to him in this in this TV special, and Peter Devonovich, you know, the, uh, the director and television personality and uh, kind of like, you know, famous guy. I actually saw him in the Grove give a speech. I walked by. Uh -huh. uh, but but he, he, he's famous for The Last Picture Show, this movie. And John Ritter, like, auditioned in the 70s, and he didn't give him the role. But he gave him tons of roles later. Nickelodeon. There's a movie called They All Laughed, which had his girlfriend, Dorothy Stratham, in there. Okay. She actually got killed in real life and they gave him a movie, Star 80. So, but Peter Devon is just like, you know, John Rear was really nice to me and really nice to Dorothy, and I really appreciate that. And noises off the play, John Rear falls down, Pratt falls down a staircase. And that's a Peter Devonovich movie. And in Eight Simple Rules, Peter Devonovich shows up uh, in a cameo on the show with okay. uh, Henry Winkler and uh, Larry Diller. Uh, Miller, Larry Miller. All good friends, of, you know. But Billy Bob and uh, John Ritter were friends, I guess, and uh, according to the documentary, and Bad Santa was a Billy Bob, John Ritter jam, Sling Blade was, Hearts of Fire, the TV show. <laughs> Is that your uh, Sling Blade? Yes, sir. I reckon, I reckon <laughs> I, I heard it done been put that way. <laughs> Why do I want to? I would rather watch this movie again than watch that. Really? I watch a lot of bad Billy, I'm telling you, Billy Bob Thornton directed a lot of bad movies. Waking Up in Reno, Daddy and, and Me. Well, wasn't that like his first movie? Like yeah. the one broke him? Well, you know, like it was a Miramax hit. And then Miramax like had his movies and held his movies and buried his films. And, you know, uh, he's a good guy, I guess. I mean, like I like him as an actor. And I, I like, you know, James Mansfield's car. He did a movie about the, the car being on sideshows and, and, uh, 
county fairs exhibit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the safest place. I don't know where in the United States. It looks kind of like Mom. Now, I know her face. I don't know what she's ever been in, but we know her. Well, the other woman that we're going to meet in a second is Ilsa. She played Ilsa. She wolf of the Nazi movies. Oh, okay. okay. She was like the, the, the dominatrix. Look, she was on a sitcom. What was she on? Oh, I have no clue, Carl. All right. I know there's only six actors in this movie. Well, she's she was one of like on like, um, gosh, she was the mom on something. Like Screech's mom or some crap. Right. Well, I do know that the background was in uh, a sitcom. Oh? Yeah, I think that was a, a different, no, I don't know. Everybody Loves Raymond? Yes, everyone loves Raymond House. That's the street. That's the that's the parents' house. No, it's not. No, it's not. So this is weird. So he's a family man. Do you remember that in the beginning of the movie? He has mom and yeah. two kids. So this woman comes down and fucking Max on him, like point blank. Yeah. Doesn't say a word. Gives him, looks him over, and just goes for it. And he doesn't turn her away. He doesn't say, oh, I'm a married man. I can't. I have two Whoa, kids. What, 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 what? Are you a guy? It's titillating. You know, it is titillating. This movie is weird. So he's kissing like he's like, yeah, all right. Well, okay, fair enough. So he hey goes for guy, it. Some there girl walks up right away and starts doing it. You don't think that's like creepy? His reaction isn't like, oh, madam. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Goodness, you have a married man, you know. Look how great John Ritter is. John Ritter is so great. You bet. Belushi's great. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry, girl. Keep going. Belushi is not great. Look, he's like, Dad. He's talentless. Dad, this, I'm not believable. This line is great. He's like, can you believe it? You know, just went went for it. Just hopped on a plane, went to flew to Sweden. Wait, and that's a woman in real life. Yeah, it's so a woman in real John... life. It's not actually... Yeah, so James Belushi really just grabbed a woman's tit on it's the film. It's supposed to be his, you know. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying in the real world, we just yeah, he saw. Did. Yeah, Elsa's tit. Manhandle. Yeah, Elsa's tit. He yeah. wouldn't manhandle the uh, transgender doctor. He grabbed the tits. But maybe it was called for. I love it. He just, he just fly. He decided to take a flight and fly to, fly to Sweden. Here he is. <laughs> and now suddenly this gay panic, this transphobic panic hits. Transphobic. It is. No, it is but funny. transphobic means that you're afraid that uh-huh. you're transphobic. Therefore, you have an angry reaction to things that are transphobic. Oh, all right. Well, whatever the term. It's not like uh-huh. I mispronounced the word before. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You must be Screech's mom. Screech, today's photo day. Right, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that it was that show, but it was that level of show. Like, you know her face, right? Well, so now he's completely disgusted. It's it kind of, and he also says he's a, he's a veteran. It's coming up. There we go. Da 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 da. I don't know why I did the Confederate theme song for uh, right there, but so yeah, you know, nineteen. He won't, can't even touch. Can't even touch her finger. Like a second ago, he was kissing her. It makes no sense. Like as it a totally character, it makes sense. 
A second ago, he was kissing a woman, and then he discovered you were kissing a man. So he's like, was he kissing a man? What? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? It reminds me of that dear, unfortunate scene in Family Guy where uh, the dog uh, sleeps with a woman to only discover uh, it was Quagmire's dad, and he throws <laughs> up like for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, no, it's just the meaning. Bad, yeah, it's stupid. But this one, I mean, like he was all positive. Got to give him up. Look how bad their car is. They're on the milk crates. Did you know John Ritter was in Hollywood Square uh, dating game when no. he was a teenager? Cool. So someone could have dated like a teenage John Ritter. Do you think all the, the contestants on dating game were teenagers? Uh, no. I think uh, I saw clips of like Farrah Fawcett and um, I know you have too. Uh, people would go on to be famous. Well, he uh, he was in the uh... He went to Hollywood High in the uh, Los Angeles area, I guess, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it's famous, and so did Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel was in this documentary. He cried when he announced uh-huh. to John Ritter. But he grew up, you know, so there's a mural. There's a famous mural in Hollywood High School where it's like all the people who went to, like it was uh, Julie Garland as, as Dorothy, as their heads. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was able to, when in commission, happy pies. This, this comes <laughs> in play later. Yeah. And cola, but happy pies. Happy pies. I like cola. Like, I, if I ever happy had a coffee, I'd aesthetic. like to do something like that. Yeah, I would too. I, I think that's great. You know, and I also like just watching, like, this is what the 80s uh, gas station or liquor store looked like. You know. Oh. So everything he said is in the National Enquirer. It's definitely 80s gas station, right? The National Enquirer. Yeah, well, the jokes really like that, too. They found the aliens thing. This is actually a funny scene in which he's trying to gesture to it. I know. Oh, so I love this is my favorite scene. So look, they must have shot this in Texas. There's the Texas thing. Oh, no, there's the sign. Now they're in Oklahoma. That was the border. So Hollywood High, that's what I was talking about. Uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel commissioned to get a mural of John Ritter painted on the high school after his death. Oh. And it's not just his head on the top part of the, above the windows of part of the high school. It's on the other side of the building. It's an entire mural oh. of John Ritter uh, opening up the curtains, you know, like coming out of the curtains of, uh, and looking at, pointing to the heads around the corner. And it's their high, the high school is like right around the corner from the Jimmy Kimmel uh, Theater, mm-hmm. the El Capitan on Hollywood. El Capitan. El Capitan. I am the El Capitan. Your brother gave me a little tour of those studios once. That was very kind. He did when he worked in Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Oh, that good for Adam. I was there. I was there opening night. It was great. Cool. Yeah. I saw um, Ben Stein. Okay. From when Ben signs money, it was fun. It was cool. I'm it's, so boring. I like this show. Okay, so now this is the this is not North by Northwest. We didn't like turn and like we're not watching the Alfred Hitchcock right now. They're no. just in a cornfield. <clears throat> so this now, is not they children. Were at the border of Oklahoma and Texas, right? They were at the border. Right. But I, would, I think I am even more bored than I am border. The, the border of, of Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. I am even border. 
I thought that was a nice shot. Can't you like this movie? Why can't you like this movie, Carl? Okay. It's a cult movie, Carl. Everyone okay. loves this movie. I can like it. It's just I just don't like the character of Jim Belushi. I just never will. I love Jim R John Ritter. He is hilarious. Right. I don't know. I never got this. Jim Belushi gave him this code, and he's like, I don't it's know what this map. means. It's the map. The map where so they have to meet these aliens. They have two choices, right? So they can either go for the big gun, right, which will destroy the Earth, but they'll aim it at Russia and take care of those Russians. Hence the parody, or they could do the big package. Both of both phallic terms, uh, where they could clean up the toxic mess that was spilled into the water, and we only have five days. This this is such specific dispute. They have exactly five days to ask an alien. Yeah, reverse it because if it's past five days, then the, the world is doomed. So why and, would you ever want the big gun if we're going to be dead anyway? Get it? Well, you would you would destroy your enemy first, even though it annihilates everyone. But the only way you could get to this alien is that someone has to look like John Ritter, like pillbox mm -hmm. the first, and he has to carry a glass of water. How can I can't believe you, Bob? Yeah, he's kind of smoking like this. It's kind of like you know, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like an S and M relationship. Well, he like flips it on Jim Belushi, and Jim Belushi just takes it. It's it's actually a little interesting. Well, I like the humble Jim Belushi. Well, you, have you ever smoked his weed? There's Blues Brothers, right? There's Uncle Jacks, okay. Uh, there's uh, Belushi's secret stash. This is Belushi's farm. Mm -hmm. Again, unavailable in California and New Jersey. Unavailable in San Francisco. Let's see well, I never had his weed. Well, let's see. I have a list of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Okay, here we go. So Belushi's secret stash is a line of cannabis flowers. And let me go. Uh, from Belushi's farm, sold to select dispensaries in Oregon. Oregon, okay. All right, so premium sun-grown gentries are cultivated, uh, then harvested and cured by a core seven-person team uh, and or... Seven person okay. team on performer activist Jim Belushi's 93 acre farm. Activist? Yeah, it was performer slash activist is one word. What has he yeah. done? Well, he was on a reality show called Building Belushi where he built a house and a, ca in a cabin. He built a cabin house. And then he was in Growing Belushi where he grows mm -hmm. marijuana. So those are two things that are activisty, right? He was on a real two reality shows at least. Mm -hmm. All right, so the secret stash is Blue Diamond OG, no, Black Diamond OG, Blue Dragon, Crippler, Snowman Cookies, Chocolate Hashberry, uh, Jeffrey Iverson's award-winning uh, Nilith Wafers, by the way, the parentheses? Yeah. The smoke that brought you into the business. Oh, we got to stop. I'm sorry. This is it. This is the big moment. This is what everyone loves about this movie. Now, they are... Traveling cross country, as you can tell from the production, they're in Arizona, and they have to get a 
uh, glass to hold the water and it has to have the presidential seal and it's under the dumpster. Right? Very Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide. Very yeah. David Lynch. Keep it. I don't know. No one it. Expect it. Right. No one expects it under the dumpster in an alleyway. Oh, but here we go. Who are oh, those clowns? Who are those clowns? There it is. Holy shit, clown attack. This is the best part of the movie. There clown is attack. a funny part later when he's going to hit a clown and he was at a party. He just had a party. He was entertaining at a party. He's talking about like, oh, you know, these are fake CIA's bad clowns. Yeah, they're fake. They're CIA. They're hiding as clowns and they've gone rogue. They're bad clowns. And then it's this new math. I don't know. This is some conspiracy shit. There was a YouTube video of this guy saying, you see the CIA, you know, they think you're, they tell you you're a secret agent and then they lie, but you are, but then they lie again. It's all because of the scene. It's a, it's a script. It's a fake movie. It's like, we got to create some kind of something for the next 10 minutes in this alleyway. Well, let's hire some clowns. And the clowns are great. They definitely are a high point. So basically, yeah, these clowns are kind of sneaking in and Belushi uh, convinces Ritter that he's a secret agent from Russia all along and don't worry about it. Yeah. And, you know, he gets knocked the shit out by a clown and Belushi does his wacky smug shit and all the clowns are down and he wakes up and he lies to him. He says, you're not. And according to the video I saw, I said, see, they lie. It gaslights you about the gaslight. <laughs> and, you know, that type of thing. I don't know. It was. Uh, there's some good videos, you know, it was fun to look at videos. There was a show called the last 10 minutes where these two guys watched the last 10 minutes. I, I didn't watch it cause you know, we we're doing the same thing, but right. It's cool. Every, you know, sometimes it's nice to go on YouTube, look at other stuff. Yeah. Last research. 10 minutes. That's a pretty good hook. Oh, so by the way, one of the, uh, uh, weed that he sells, it's like Jack's choice, you know, Dr. Jack, you know, if you want more history about the guy who cultivate this click here. But it calls like uh, the smells. It smells like SNL. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it says on the website. That's the only research I did for Jim Belushi. I was like, "What kind? What's up with his weed?" So he has bubble mint, purple lights, purple pineapple, Afghani uh, lemon. This is only in Oregon at, at dispensaries, or uh, I don't know, outdoors. Where does he live in Oregon? Yeah, he's got his own 93-acre uh, pot farm. He's growing lemon chiffon cake, lemon GPG kush, grapefruit kush, lemon cedo. Oh, free 98, free 98 boba kush. That's my favorite. It really is good. There is a difference. The post-98 boba kush is not as good. Hey, guys, let's take it easy. No punching in the nuts. Punches them in the nuts. Yeah, he's a little Jason's, you know, Sudeikis in this. <laughs> He's smug. I, I didn't want to sign up for these clowns. We brought clowns into this movie, and now we're making jokes about being clowns in this movie. Oh, now he gets, he comes too. Oh, no, no, he lies down with a gun in his back. Ouch. Hit you. Ritter has like, he sticks his gun in his pants too. Hey, what happened, guy? And he, he says, like, you don't point him towards your junk or something yeah that's right you'll pee funny or something look yeah you're right they're wearing a black see he's wearing a black shirt and he's wearing a white shirt they're bad guy good guy and wow or they're chefs or cowboys 
or lounge singers. I can't figure out these shirts they're wearing. Yeah. Do you know the comedian David Cross? Yeah. Well, he does a, a bit about how horrible Jim Belushi is. Oh, really? Yeah, you just YouTube it. You'll see. It's so funny. He just Even, reports the truth. I think it's he's never had some of uh, Jim's favorite cherry pie, <laughs> which rounds out the premium selection of cannabis. Well, I mean, he, he this was probably pre-Oregon. This was probably days. Yeah, so Captain Jack's the smell of SNL. <laughs> Interesting shirt. It's almost Michael Jackson-y. Yeah, it's definitely like mid-80s. Yeah. Look how it's like, you know, like you're buttoning up like a he's got robot guts, right? And you want to access the machine in his stomach. Yeah, it's like a Westworld shirt. Yeah, open yeah. the door. What, Mr. Roper, Roper, Roper. Ah, I see your Jack Tripper's down. Yeah, can you fix our Tripper? Uh. <laughs> what does that mean? I hope to God my laptop noise didn't go on the recording. So you know he was in. So he was a. Uh, he was on Mash. There's the um, Regal Beagle. There's a the Regal Beagle. Now this is great. Like I love how they uh, the camera people look at the camera and when they walk by this woman's gonna touch him. Like yeah. in a black dress. He's like, hey. Yeah. So they get two seats at this popular bar again. Like these scenes. It's not Jerry Lewis where he has to make up the scene, but these scenes like happen every inch of the way. Like every place they go is dense with wackiness, right? The clowns and alleyways and bars. But so John Ritter really is smart. He really thinks he's a macho guy, like a real man. You're in said, my yeah. feet. Yeah, well, he gives him that, that, that white voice there, I, you know, which I'm perfect at. I give this to her all the time. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to fuck with you. Yeah, you were so great in that movie. The, oh. the, the pickpocket movie. Oh, you're I'm, mad. I'm mad, you know. I'm mad. <laughs> God damn it. I well, I thought if I said it out loud, I would people would get that I was mad. <laughs> Inconvenience right. me. Get out of here. This film basically says we're a day early, so I'm gonna get uh get it on. So Blucy goes off and he meets uh, a librarian with pencils in her bun and uh glasses. And a, and a sex dungeon. Now, most of these movies had real, like, Budweiser signs. Not this one. We had Tim's beer. Right. Cola. Yeah. Cola. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, well, I think that was a choice. You know, the guy just probably wore it. That's You're my, my seat. fucking seat. He th I don't know, it's weird, but he gives him this look that's really, like, you play poker, you would not bet on this hand. You know, look at that hand, that face. <laughs> John Ritter's great. And this guy's too, the construction guy is pretty cool. You can see him in his eyes, like, you know what? <laughs> All right, pal, we were saving your seat. We thought you guys left. So sorry. Oh, geez. You know, we're just going to walk out here and uh, just hope for the best. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, give me two shots of, uh, two shot of bourbon and fill it to the rim. Some, now, that's now, that's like Jerry Lewis and Nutty Professor or Bob Hope. 
Bob Hope would say that a Western, he goes, give me a glass of milk and a dirty glass. <laughs> Gulp. Gulp. Ah, that's 19-year-old Mike Spiegelman right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leave the bottles. We really would do, we would shoot fish burgers like, with, I don't know, like six drinks in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We were really drinking there. This. Those are on YouTube. If you go to our YouTube channel, Fish Burgers, you'll see the public access TV show Carl and I did in 1990, early 90s. Yeah. A yeah. lot of fun. A lot of fun. Speaking of fun, the movie grinds to a halt because he's got to get laid by, with a stranger. Uh, well, 20 times a day, right? Right. Yeah. He's got that smoking habit. So it's very believable TV. that he just goes up to a girl and the next thing you know, he's in a sex dungeon with her. Very believable. Well, very. that is the gag. And not only that, I saw that in Tomcats, I believe, with Horatio Sands. Like, yeah, early... he's seen this whole movie in other movies. Yeah. Like, it just shows, and it's just like this big disconnect. I do know in the end credits, they say Dominatrix, uh, you know, I don't know, apparel provided by the pleasure chest. <laughs> Not a treasure chest. But there was one in New York. Da 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 da. Here's the theme of a Dominatrix. Da 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 da. With the fake gate. Now, this is crazy. Like the next step. Look at it. Yeah, smuggle bastard. Yeah, and he's just doing Bill Murray. This is what every like COVID TV show looks like. Cut to, cut to, cut to. There's one, uh, I'm going to say one word. There she is. Oh, yeah. So she clicks. Is that really like an SM thing? I wouldn't know. I guess not. But he also says the next people that walk out are bad guys. or And they are. And they have guns. America must have been really crazy in 1987. This is like Grand Theft Auto. There's chaos on every block. Hey. Have a gun? Oh, really? But he really knocks him out. So yeah. somehow his pants, I don't know, whatever. Somehow well, he's strapped to this. level is high, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was high. He was thinking about the Kush, the Lemonado, the pre-98 bubble Kush. And uh, Joe's favorite, cherry pie. Joe's choice. Joe's choice. Jack's choice, man. You got to click here to learn the history of Jack. Stupid name, Kush. Oh, this photo is like Dan Aykroyd and him dressed as the Blues Brothers for their the Blues Brothers weed. Uh-huh. It's pre-rolls. It's only available in Oregon. I, you know. Blues Brothers 2000. Wasn't that a mistake, don't you think? I saw that in the theater twice. And uh, one, I saw that in the Strand on Market Street in San Francisco when it was a, the last remains of a double feature. Mm -hmm. And people loved the James Brown scene. And then people would be yelling, boring, during the other stuff. But when James Brown came on... The whole place, I mean, it was great. It was amazing to see on the big screen. But it was a stupid movie, what have you. Yeah. You know, John, I love John Landis. I watch all his movies, and, you know, he, despite everything, I've seen them all. And uh, I went to the theater to see it at the time. And then a uh, movie house in uh, on Polk Street in San Francisco, I think it was the Alhambra. There was a Royale in the Alhambra. And they were both played Disney movies. And back in the 80s, there was like Hollywood pictures and Touchstone pictures and any R-rated movie that Disney released, they had a different production house right. that would, would put it. And one theater showed like eight heads in a duffel bag. And the other theater would show like Pixar's The Bug's Life. And uh, 
you know, so I've seen a lot of these movies. I saw Blues Brothers 2000 there. Right. But one movie was, no, I think they were going to close. And I went and I said, oh, wow, they're, they're closing and this is their last movie. It's Blues Brothers 2000. And instead they played Boogie Nights. Oh. That as their last movie. Okay. A film about, you know, San Francisco filmmaking, albeit down in the valley, but, you know, it's a filmmaking movie and it was much, Wait, you know, it was the, a great movie uh, at the Boogie time. Nights takes place in San Francisco, Francisco area? No, no, it's in Southern oh. California, like in the valley. Yeah, but it you know it's uh it's a film about filmmaking that just came out at the time and it, it just here you have this classic theater, and they became gyms or I think the other one they still have the marquee kind of you know skeleton but mm-hmm. there are other things I think so. Uh, yeah, so I saw Blues Brothers twice in the theater. And there was some good stuff in it, and there was some really dumb stuff in it. And Jim Belushi was not in it, Carl. Yeah, that, that was a big controversy. It was, it was Sean Goodman, <clears throat> right? And you know, even though like he had stake in House of Blues, and he's a Chicago guy, and uh, according to Jim, he had a house blues band in the garage. You know, his buddies would come over like those Viagra commercials and uh, play play <laughs> blues in their garage, and uh, his hot wife would be like, Jim. Uh, so yeah, Billy Crystal was supposed to be of Three's Company. He got it. The show ends in '84. There's Three's a Company. Uh, Three's a crowd flops. So he starts Adam Productions in '85, and then he plays a, a straight in a Agent Orange TV movie called The Natural Causes, which helped the cause. And he did Hooperman, and then also Ho- Hooperman was '87. So he did this around this time, where he probably did it beforehand. The film came out in '87. But Skin Deep, do you remember that with Blake Edwards? Where Sorry. he had, he had like glow in the dark condoms, and there was a whole routine in the dark. These different condoms would walk by. <laughs> well, Carl and I bonded because you worked at the Claremont Movie Theater in Montclair. Right. Yeah. Uh, around '91, when Problem Child Two came out. Right, right, right. Uh, that's right. That was one of the first movies I ever started there, and uh, we did on the Fish Burgers. We did that break in. Yeah, we broke into the movie theater to watch the film. We garden cop. That was. I think I drank a lot back then in the theater. (laughs) Problem child too. Remember, you broke in and then we got chased out of there. Like the 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 theater was empty. Right. They're like, "Why you? Hey, you kids! Cola." Yeah, they uh. All right, so he's cocky, and he's like, come on, Jim, I got what you like. I got some happy pies. See, and I'm wondering where they are right now. Like, if I call that number. Mm-hmm. So this movie, he can't leave alone. They can't have a normal car. He has to leave a note on the, uh, you know, the rug. I don't know, stupid car. Yeah, upholstered. He's like, I found love. I'm, I'm eating quiche, because real men don't eat quiche. I'm a quiche <laughs> eater. DC again. Yeah, right. It was Friday because, as you know, this natural disaster is on the clock and has a schedule. A lot of bullets Uh, in that Impala. (laughs) I'm a pal. I did. Hey, I wrote an anagram. You know, an anagram of Impala is "I'm a pal." Uh huh. Yeah, that's five dollars for that. 
Now was, he looks like Michael Landon from I was a Teenage Werewolf in that red jacket. Right, right, right. Or maybe Michael Jackson. This is the scene. It's so funny. Oh, you were the uh, clown walks in the woods, but right. it's just an arid clown. And then he goes, you idiot, you're going to get yourself killed going around dressed like that. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. And then he sticks it in the front of his pants. All right, it's going to turn into a werewolf. We're almost done. I know this from the other show. He looks like uh, Michael J. Fox going to be a werewolf. Oh, right. He's a teen uh, father. Teen wolf. What? Bang! Pow, pow. He didn't pull his finger. So they're really close, right? Like, this is where the woods and and Washington, D.C., uh, oh, yeah, where are they? Right, right. The Potomac Woods, where are they exactly? <laughs> the cheapest location to shoot this movie. We're in DC Woods. We're Wonder Woman and the Cheetah fought right there. <laughs> oh, all right. If Wonder Woman and the Cheetah fought there, then that must be DC. Predator. Yeah, right. The Predator was right there in the waiting pool. Oh, yeah, I remember that. What did you do? All right, so now they're kind of reversed, but they're confronting each other and consoling. But he he kind of fell in love with the dominatrix, which I think is sweet. <clears throat> He's an interesting guy. This movie is uh, I might. Not, uh this movie's not dumb. There's no yeah. suspension of disbelief. There's nothing no. threadbare about this movie. It's okay. Look, it's just not stumbling into a dominatrix, and now his character is 100 percent changed. I'm in love. Don't you think it'll jeopardize giving a glass of presidential water to an alien in the park? Uh, yeah, says so there's no, there's no right answer to this movie. It's all, <laughs> but if you believe it, it's great. And the mm -hmm. the conversation, they're great. They're 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 Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Oh my God! They're oh Owen Wilson God. and Vince Vaughn. Now look, I like uh, John Ritter. I do. But the thing is, it, the whole movie's all fucked up with this Jim uh, Belushi character. It just, you know. Don't you like any Jim Belushi movie? Did you like him in Twin Peaks: The Return on no. Showtime, where he played like a goofy gangster? I don't. I didn't see it. Anything I've ever seen Jim Belushi, and I've never liked it. What about that virtual? He did like a, a yeah. Wild Town, like when Twin Peaks was big in the nineties. There was Wild Palm which was like a big hoop to do like parody of uh, Hollywood. All right. I'll look it up. Wild. Palm. Which James or Jim Belushi. It's Salvador is good. What? James, uh, 18, I would say 1989 maybe or 91. Okay. I'm just taking a shot, but it was like an ABC miniseries and it was good. Or maybe it wasn't ABC. Maybe it was trying to compete against Twin Peaks. He shoots the pieces of the tree that knocks him down. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Lone Ranger fucking Rambo shit. Don't worry about it, Bob. Come stick this hot pistol in my ass, Bob. All right, things are done. Oh, so they're going to have to get the water. Look at that. It's just a fake tree in the middle of the woods. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, why is that the special water? Well, I think my patience was lost by this point. Like, really? They had this fake tree here all along, so they didn't need the map. They just had to go where the fake tree was. 
when you get there, there's a fake tree. It's Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. The bad guy who's really the good guy who's from the opening scene. There's only 12 people in this. You can only shuffle the card so many times. He must be the guy from that scene in the beginning, the CIA seal behind him. He is Canard. Milford Canard, what was it? Yeah, Milford Canard. I remember his placard. His Canard's placard. Canard. It was a Canard placard. So the secret, like, uh, don't move or I'll shoot Belushi, I don't believe you. And he shoots, and, you know, he does hit him, but he just grazes the bullets, just grazes the suit, as you can see. Also, this is where they're talking, and they cut back 180, and you could see, like, he's talking to Ritter. Uh, but when they cut back, it's going to be, you can see the suit. He shoots again. I just graze your arm. I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to wait for the scene, but where they have, like, the back head of Ritter, they have to include Jim Belushi because he's on the other side. Okay. So you see his suit. Oh, so this is Belushi's buddy. And he's like, I'm going to help you, Belushi. And now he's like, his dying breath, he's going to shoot the guy just when John Ritter smugly thinks. This is like Ryan Reynolds <laughs> shit. It's not believable that he would think that his finger shot him. Or it kept happening like that. Well, if you suspend disbelief, Carl, and yeah, imagine this as a right. fantasy. No, a... look, we're already in the middle of suspending disbelief, and I'm saying that to you. That <laughs> now look at this. This is straight out of Twin Peaks. Not believable. This is straight out of Twin Peaks. This The light illuminates in the woods. Is this how, like, when you play Frisbee in your house and you lose your Frisbee, you're like, where is it, God? Carl, you threw it over here. This is the iPhone, like, find it button. <laughs> wow, you're white like me. Yes, we are like. We are white like you. I see you brought the water. And I this see is, it's you, tricky. Pillbox. I'm freaked out. Yeah, I'm Pillbox. I have a glass of water for you. He Carl, still you never to... told him that he had a lookalike, remember? Right. Oh, right. You, what do you want, the big gun or the big package? He goes, I want the big package. He goes, good for you. Good choice. Now I'm, destroy oh, your... I hate to be rude or subtle, but, oh, man, boy, am I parched. Oh, boy, I had a glass of water. Oh, you wanted a glass of water? Yeah. That's why I came down here. That was great. Thanks for the cup. You could have it. I don't know. I don't see the argument about this cup. Oh, here's your friend's pen. Or yeah, new pen. yeah. We said it's a gift to you. And here's Jim Belushi's pen. Oh, he got, we got that baseball you sent. And we suddenly learned the sport of baseball. Thank you, John Ritter. Yeah. What does that have to do with this movie we just saw? Oh, here. Remember that big deal you made about the glass? Hold on to it. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. It's just presentation. You know, it was just a sh but won't show. Get publicity from the presidential seal, like he promised. But he did. He drank from it. He reckoned, you know, the seal's there. And you know, sometimes you just have to serve the client and just hope for a good word of mouth. Yeah. So I guess that's the end of the movie, Bab. No, but we have to. Yeah. Here we go. Have you seen Stay Tuned with John Ritter? Where he gets yeah. sucked into his TV set. I don't remember it. Yes, I saw it. And his oh, wife real gets sucked into. Yeah, Pam Dauber from Work and Mindy, most notably. My sister, Sam. 
Here we go. Suddenly I'm rich like the end of Back to the Future. It isn't that he's a spy and he's been well, rewarded he's, for his... But the house is clean. They don't have plastic ducks anymore. They're real ducks that never <laughs> leave the trestle. The ducks never get out of that trestle. That moat. Let's go get my bike back, Dad. Yeah, no, this is great. Now that you're a fucking man. Well, you know, Oak likes a small bike. It's a great line. This yeah. is a lot of great... I wrote a list of great lines. Honey, there's a lot of fucking milk in this house. Right. Hey, it's the fucking milkman. He's fucking won't leave you alone. Yeah, but that's, worry, that's the thing. Shit up. She quickly thought of a lie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I guess that makes the movie more interesting. I thought she was being sincere. She's like, he can't, he keeps bothering me. A lot of fucking milk, sweetheart. Oh, uh, that? Oh, yes, I can't seem to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he harasses me. Uh, oh no she's saying this and, guy's a fucking prick yeah i think she had her own story that the whole movie ignored she doesn't have a first name in this movie oh that's terrible you'll see Look the credits hair like she's got yeah redhead. well she must have been the mom of screech's neighbor on that <laughs> show you know the other one don't worry i'll take care of it he'll be walking by all right now i'm gonna bring my kids here do 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 like Joe and the volcano versus the we've volcano. been waiting the for this whole time. Yeah, we haven't left the garage until you came back. We stopped posing. Notice there's no like cell phones in this entire movie. Here's mm -hmm. Oak. Hey, you want me to hit you in the head near my shoulder again? Remember that with an elbow? <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? Oh, look at that. He learned it from the CIA aliens for the last 10 minutes. Hey, okay, relax. Hey, hey. I'm scared of you, huh? Remember this? Take a nap. You ever remember this? Oh. Why is she dressed like thing one? <laughs> She's going to a rave after this. Yeah. Wearing Charlie He's... Brown's shirt. She doesn't have pants on. Now, this is the worst thing. He just pops off from the screen like but right. funny. And, and then they, they, they uh, expect him, totally expect him. Right, no one and they didn't hear him. Like you can't do that in real life. People notice me when I walk behind them. Okay, so I want you to know there's Audible Super Fan channel on YouTube, and they have a great video called David Cross Tells the Story About Why He Hates Jim Belushi. Uh-oh. Bye. Why wouldn't uh -oh. he climb up into the chopper? It looks better this way. Stuntman probably didn't want to. Uh-huh. Okay. But don't you think it's cute? It's for a visual. Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 word, but... he meets the girl in the middle and he falls in love. Yeah, They're a good fit. Why a chopper? I don't understand that or why he would dangle from it. Right, right. And then suddenly yeah. here comes the milkman. Brings orange juice. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my audition, Mr. Tripper. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's not true. It's John Ritter. And that, boo doo doo, and that concludes the okay. end of the <laughs> real man. Mike, search for David Cross tells the story about why he hates you. Wait, wait, look, see, mom, Barbara Berry. Right. Canard, Miller Canard, of course, Dolly, Shirley. Bob Jr., Heather, Russian agents, 
uh, Mahoney. See, that is Diane Thorne. That's Elsa. Stiletto Man. Oh, Travis McKenna. Uh, Milkman. I'm Billy Long, Mr. Ritter. And I hope you enjoyed my pratfall. I do many. I do. I show my face to the camera, or maybe I go upside down. Yeah, okay, great, great. Stunt players. Da, da, da. Yeah, Dick got his zinker. Eddie, I don't know. Well, yeah, this music plays. I love the music. Miles Goodman. Oh, what'd you think of this movie? I thought it was terrible. I love John Ritter, but I thought it was terrible. And I think we need to go, we need to go on YouTube and find David Cross tells the story. Can we just give it up? Just give the fucking Jim Belushi a break. Why does he deserve a break? You got to well, give the story. Well, I well I don't know the story, and I I don't know how he acts on on the set of According to Jim. <laughs> But in the eighties, he was like up there. You know, okay. he did a couple of movies. He did a really bad movie with Whoopi Goldberg. He did a really, you know, he's a trade places. We wouldn't know his name if his brother hadn't died. You don't think as a Chicago player would he wouldn't uh, get some screen time? Nope. We would not know his name if his brother hadn't died and he was on Saturday Night Live. He got he was on Saturday Night Live, Jim Belushi. You don't think he he got it because of nepotism? What he got it when his brother died. That's when he, he came on and they he was doing a tribute to him and everything. Don't you remember? That's but he how was a he cast did. member in the eighties. Look at this: dominatrix paraphernalia, pleasure chest, physical training, body by Jake. Uh huh. My brother Jake. It's body that guy from Jake. Jake. He was in a lot of John Landis movies. Cool. Body by Jake. You remember that body by Jake? Yep. He's in, he did the the he helped everyone in this movie Dick Zicker all the stunt guy players. Wow, I am just uh, <laughs> I'm spent. Man, man, here we go. That was a good movie. I don't know. I know a lot of people swear by this movie, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's not on any streaming services. It's just this RVVG uh, channel. Channel. That's it. They're, God bless. Who also has a boneyard because you know uh you can't really find it but it used to play all the time and i know a lot of people it's one of those films that people grew up on and watched it and i didn't have cable so i was always like i don't know if i want to see it mm. you know and that's so, so but i don't know it was good and if you enjoyed the show and you haven't uh subscribed to our, our podcast please do l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t subscribe to our youtube channel where carl meticulously Thanks the podcast to the movies uh, and then uses footage from a failed show from 10 years ago for me. And then, uh, and we're also on Facebook as let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. And we always, and we're also on Twitter. If you want to be our 37th follower, please do. Uh, we put up the, the, the graphics. Carl also does the graphics and we also want to thank Microsoft paint for the ability for Carl mm -hmm. to do this yeah. uh, on all our social medias that we have mentioned. So, Please stay tuned. Donate to Mutiny Radio. Keep keep subscribing to us. We love the numbers. We love our numbers to go higher. So that's it. That's all I got to say. I just... Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, on behalf of Carl and myself, we'll see you next week. Uh, laters. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T.
<laughs> okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Though. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. Yeah, wow. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Yes, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spagelman and Carl. Hey, Carl, how are you, buddy? All right, good. Thank you very much. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike we... Spagelman. Thanks, Spagelman. What are you doing? All right, uh, so right here is... We're on mutinyradio.fm, as we are every Sunday. We stream here first. You can go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, and listen. Just press the listen now. You're probably listening now. You can make a whole afternoon of it. We are part of a great Sunday afternoon showcase. Bound Around Sound with Scotto just concluded after our show. Ugly Sunday. So what a day. Make it a day. But we're on 2 p.m. Pacific Standard time we also have a youtube channel where the movie we're going to watch will be synced with our conversation we want you to listen we also have a podcast so you can listen to a sunday night uh just subscribe to that acronym you heard up front l w a f l m o y t and you got it basically we want to watch a movie with you so we want you to go to youtube turn the sound off and watch a full night movie with us while you listen to our podcast you could also just go to the youtube channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And as always, donate to our station, Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Set no substitutions. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Things to Come 1936. Things to Come 1936. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The ch channel we like, it's like Things to Come public domain movies. The channel's weird. It is... Two, I'm talking about the number, M-I-3. 
So if you search for things to come, there's lots of choices. Some have ads. Pick this one or you won't be in sync with us because right. there's criteria. Those ads have different times. And again, we want you to look for things to come on YouTube and not Pornhub. Just right. saying that if you, if you go to RedTube and type in things to come 1936, we're, I warned you. Don't Those do that. things will come, but it won't be our movie. Not our movie. But our movie is Things to Come 1936. has public domain in the title, but you just type in Things to Come 1936, and you will find the channel 2MI3. 2MI3. Number two, number three, letter M, letter I. Two. How many channels oh. are going to even look like that? You'll find it. You'll find it. It's, uh, it's up there. So hit pause. Uh, go ahead and click the link. But when it starts, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We are going to press play at the same time. And to do that, and to give you some time to get yourself ready, Carl has spoken to a celebrity comedian. I haven't heard this yet. I can't wait to hear it. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Derek C. Quadfather. Welcome, Derek. So, Derek, we got to know each other through Compound Media, through your podcast, Backyard Boys, and we'll get to it. But I wanted to ask you about your name, Quadfather. Now, you're quadriplegic. Tell us about that. Tell us what happened and how you got this name. Uh, I made a huge mistake, so that's how I ended up here. But uh, uh, I guess I could tell you the complete story is... Uh... On Labor Day 10 years ago, I uh, I was out at the golf course having a good time. I played a, a lot of golf, uh, had many shots of whiskey, drank mm -hmm. many a beer. Um, then I went to a family get-together uh, party at my parents' house, and I, I got home, and uh, I decided to go for a swim because my, okay. my parents have an above-ground above pool. Um, the reason I went, wanted to go for a swim was mainly because I was a little out of it, a little drunk, um, and I thought possibly cold water might uh, liven me up, make me feel good. Yeah, flip the switch, exactly. Like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it was worth a try. A super hot day, uh, September 1st, and then uh, I went out there, and I was swimming around in this above-ground pool, and... Uh, my drunk mind said, hey, why don't you climb up the tree that's right next to the pool? Uh-huh. And so I climbed up in the tree and uh, decided to attempt a flip out of the tree into the pool. Okay. Um, so I'm standing up there on the limb and I'm saying to myself, ah, maybe I shouldn't do this. Drunk mind, I went ahead and went for it. And somehow I just completely cased it mm -hmm. and landed right, you know, neck first, right on the bottom of the pool. Okay, um, now at you're that... in the water, right? So you are yes. in danger because if you're having this problem, how did you get out of the water? Okay, so I case it, I land in the bottom of the pool, I feel the back of my neck hit the bottom of the pool, I'm wide awake. And I realize that my arms and legs aren't working. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you know, panic sets in, and uh, I, I can move my hands a little bit like that. So I'm I know where the ladder is. So I'm trying to swim over to it, but 
my attempts are pretty much in vain. Um, and underwater, sitting there drowning, you know, yeah. like a, one million thoughts go through your mind at that point. Um, so, yeah, that, the, you know, I pretty much realized that I was dead and I was, uh, no one was down there by the pool. I did this by myself completely. Right. So there was no one watching me do it. I just did it just to do it. Um, and so what, you got to the ladder eventually, though? That I was close to the ladder, and so where I started was completely across the pool. So um, apparently, you know, I was I was pretty out of it, but mm -hmm. apparently I almost got to the ladder. So I could, you know, at least pull myself up and try to get out of the water, get my nose or mouth or something out of the water. Okay. Um, but I didn't make it. So okay. I... There was that point I realized it was over. I was wide awake up to the point where I drowned. Yeah. And um, my luck is that my stepdad, who was up there, uh, up at the house, eating dinner, decided out of the blue to go put chemicals in the pool. That he is was, luck. Well, it might be a God thing, a divine intervention, yeah. some, something along that line. Um, so... So he's sitting there eating dinner, decides to come put chemicals in the pool, comes down there, finds me, sees that I'm drowned. I was I was blue, purple, I was pretty much gone. And then uh, my mom, who used to be a nurse, yes, they pulled my stepdad, my mom pulled me out of the pool. My mom gives me CPR. Wow. The ambulance shows up, flies me to you know St. Charles and Bend, and. They put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> <laughs> but we're mentioning Oregon, just so people are in context with this hospital and this area. And used to be quite an outdoorsman out there, but you still hunt, you said. How do you go about hunting and what do you hunt? Uh, just deer and like birds, grouse. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know what a grouse is. They live up in the mountains. They're like a game bird, upland uh, game bird. Okay. Um, but... In Oregon, you can uh, drive around in your with the disability tag. You can drive around and hunt on dirt roads. Um, uh -huh. So you you could shoot out a window of a vehicle hunt oh, deer. Gotcha. So you do a drive by on Pamby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now we got to know each other through Backyard Boys. I love that name, by the way. And this is a podcast that's very fresh. It's only about two months old now. You've got like a whole cast of characters on there. How did this thing come together and how do you manage like so many personalities at once, people talking over each other, you know, because you do, you guys do a good job with it. Yeah, um, you know, that's the main thing is you just, uh, you try to have timing. Um, you know, most shows that you've been on uh, Gino's show in hot water. Um, most of the people that are on our show are avid watchers of that show, uh -huh. um, or compound media in general, I should say. Um, most of them are old Opie and Anthony fans from, yeah. uh, obviously that that's been around forever. Um, but yeah, it, it's the same thing. Cause you, you know, you got a wild man 